Hello there, it's me Dave Rivett again with the latest episode of Back in the Day. And with me is Jackie Rivett. Oh, what happened to Wifey Woo? <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody. Right, now we're going to have a good old look today down another chart. And the yeah. chart will be for the UK chart singles for the 4th of April 1963. Now, 1963 was a big sort of change in the charts because we're, we're in... We sort of 1962 is all your Bobbies and your Adam Faiths and all that. <laughs> then 1964 is all your Beat Groups, Beatles, Stones. Yeah. But 63, they're sort of both there. Okay. So it's quite interesting. The The longer the year goes on, the more it changes. And how old were you in 1963? Uh, when this chart was done, I was nine. Do you remember it clearly? Or some of it? Yeah, I remember, I remember these songs being in the chart, yeah, because the charts was a big thing back then, you know. Mm, oh, and, I was only six, so... And, uh, and like in... Um, I was out enjoying of, myself. <laughs> yeah, being a sort of football person as well with league tables and, you know, even the Cricket County Championship table, I like that as well. I just like facts and figures. And, and seeing the chart come out every week, I found quite exciting. Yeah, you're, you do like a statistic, I don't do, you? I do, I do. You're a logistical, statistical man. I am. <laughs> Right, now, we're going to start at number 30. And number 30, I must admit, I've never heard of this song before. And it's Julie Grant, Julie Grant with Count On Me. Have you heard this one before? It was very, very, very vaguely familiar, but then I don't know if it's just that kind of 60s vibe. That, 60s you know, vibe. Well, you know, I mean, there was quite a lot of the similar kind of things around. But um, I can't say it, was, it wasn't. I've put. I've written a note on this one, and I've put "ting ting" symbol because it seems to be a thing during a lot of these songs where you've got this. Somebody's got their little drumstick "ting ting ting ting" on the symbol in the background. Um, I've put repetitive. It's okay, but it didn't set the world on. <laughs> no, but it did. Only reached number twenty-four. It was written by Tony Hatch. Remember Tony Hatch? Yes, I do remember He was like the bad guy on New Faces. He used yeah. to say everyone was rubbish and, yeah, and yeah. mark them down. The person you love to hate. It was, yeah. She's still around. She's age 75. Is she still doing it? Still well, singing it's funny, Well, things? I did happen to pick up a bit on YouTube this morning. I don't know. I guess probably because I was looked at her earlier. She came up and uh, she was. She had another uh, Hit that just failed to reach top 30 called Up on the Roof, which is a hit for Kenny Lynch. Up on the roof, and she was singing it with the Mersey Beats, and she was a lot older than she was here. Okay, so yeah, she, I mean, she, she done all right. She had two ones that had hits, but Up on the Roof and one called Come to Me, which I've no recollection of at all. No, not me neither, but yeah, she can still sing a bit, you know. Yeah, still got it, still yeah. got it going on, still got it going on, <laughs> right? Number 29. Is a female artist who had much more chart success, and it's All Alone Am I by Brenda Lee. Mm, I remember this. That one. is a good song. Isn't it? She's got such a deep voice for a woman. Um, and again, I've written down Ting Ting Symbol, so there's another Ting Ting Symbol in the background. Yeah. Oh, it's a great song. Um, and I've actually noted down that it was, I think it was last week or something, we sat and we watched a program that was about her um, and what happened to her kind of after. Because she burst on the scene as a teenager. Yeah, uh, yeah. Miss Dynamite. Yeah, we, what, we, she sort of turned to religion, became quite a religious and sung for, you know, the church and things like that. So it, I, I thought she seemed like she was looking for something all her life, that kind of thing. Maybe the early fame gave her a sort of a 
different view on things. I don't know, but it, it sort of, she seemed very happy at the end of it, very settled with her husband and still regularly going to church and singing for the church. But oh, I just got the funny thing that she was trying this was to a, find a, a, something. This one up to number seven, so it's quite, I remember it. I mean, she's got a fantastic voice. I mean, it is absolutely Now, she'll tell you something about her. Go on then. She had 47 US chart hits in the 1960s. 47 only surpassed by Elvis Presley, the Beatles and Ray Charles. Blimey. I mean, that's a so, lot. It's, well, and it's, way, unusual. And it's only in the 60s. Yeah, and it's unusual for a single uh, you know, woman singer from England to be big in the States, isn't it? She's not from England. She's American. Oh, is she? I thought she was English. Brenda Lee's American. Uh, So when you were talking about Brenda Lee, you were actually talking about Helen Shapiro. Oh, was I? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, I wonder where you were going. I was going a bit senile. I'm sorry, everybody. She had um, a lot of top ten hits in the UK, including Sweet Nothings, Speak to Be Pretty, Here Comes That Feeling, yeah, that's a good one, All Alone Am I, Loving You, I Wonder, as usual, and for me, the greatest Christmas song of all time, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Yeah, not my favourite. I love that song. Yeah, I know you do. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, see, should have done my homework, shouldn't I? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you could have stopped me. <laughs> I just put you on the head. Well, you had years ago. Yeah, mental. And 28 is a new entry. Is Andy Williams' Can't Get Used to Losing You. Now, this is a good song, isn't it? Who don't love it? It's a... It's a great song. It's just, it flows, he's got a good voice. It's just a good song, I really like it. And In six weeks' time, it'll peak at number two. Wow. Kept off the top spot by the Beatles from me to you. So it's another big hit for him. And he seems like a really nice bloke, genuinely sort of ordinary kind of guy, really. Didn't he have, did he have twin sons? I don't know if you had twin sons, but I've got a little story about it. Oh, go on then, hit me with it. Right, it's about his wife. Oh. Now, Andy Williams met French-born Claudine Longuet. She was a dancer at the Folies Bourget in Paris. They married in 1961. Folies Bourget, do you mean? Folies Bourget, that's it. <laughs> they, they married in 1961 and over the next eight years had three children. Okay. After separating in 1970, they divorced in 1975 but still be remained friends. Okay. In March 76, she was charged with fatally shooting her boyfriend, Alpine skiing racer, Spider Savage, in Aspen. Williams played a public role in the subsequent events, escorting her to trial, testifying to her character in court, and providing legal assistance. She claimed that shooting was accidental, okay? Okay. This is the interesting bit. The jury convicted her of negligent homicide. What do you reckon her sentence was? Nothing. She was set free. 30 days, a small fine and 30 days in jail. And the judge said, oh, if you don't do, just do it when you fancy it. So she sort of done a weekend here and a weekend. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. Well, you've got a feel for the family of the bloke that she shot, whether it was was on purpose or not. I mean, because we do like a murder for a documentary on TV, don't we? I mean, that's, uh, yeah, 30 days, I can believe it. I mean, either she's sort of guilty or she isn't, but... I don't know, you can accidentally shoot someone if you're messing about with a gun, but then don't mess about with a gun that's blooming... 
Yeah. Armed and ready to go. I mean, don't. Well, in 1983, a British band The Beat took a reggae version of number three in the chart. Remember that version? I think I'll do, actually. Actually? Mm, no, I don't think I do. No, I'll have to listen to that one, I think. Uh, I might know it when I hear it, but I can't imagine it now. Okay, up one place to 27 were the Everly Brothers with So It Will Always Be. Only reached 23. I think it's a pretty average song rescued by the great voices. Mm. Only reached 116 in the US chart. Well, I, until I heard this, I don't think I'd ever heard it before. It was, I think it was the first time of hearing it. So I've listened to it a couple of times. And, um, yeah, you can tell it's them straight away because they're quite dis- distinct voices. But the thing that caught me was the Spanish guitar in the background. There's like a bit of a Spanish guitar mm-hmm. going on. I don't know if that was one of them playing it or whether it was one of the musicians, but it was. It's I really like the guitar in the background. Yeah. Like Spanish. I think it's Spanish, but, you know, it felt Spanish to me, but then what do I know? But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's an, as you say, it's, it's an, an okay, okay song. song. Yeah. But had they been there, it probably would have passed. Oh, yeah, passed everybody by. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, down four places to number 26 is John Layton with Cupboard Love. Uh, Last week's 22 was its peak position. I wrote, I wrote four words about this. Yeah, go on. I put pile of irritating rubbish. <laughs> well, listen, listen to it and uh, see if you can imagine Freddie and the Dreamers singing this. Ready? Mm, yeah. First you cry, little exactly, baby, yeah. Then you, sigh, you can see him, Freddie, doing his little... And there's a ting-ting symbol in the background. You can hear Freddie and the Dreamers yeah. singing, can't you? And doing that silly dance that they used to do, yeah. But no, it's very 1963, oh, isn't it? I just don't like it at all. It's just, no, not my cup of tea. would never have listened to it, and it wouldn't have been something that I'd picked out to listen to at all. He's still around, John Layton. He's 86. Is he still doing it? Uh, well, he, he sort of went into acting. He, he was quite successful. He had a number one. He had two big hits. He had, no, he had number one in 61 with Johnny Remember Me, which is a really good song. And then Wild Wind got number two, which wasn't quite as good. But he's acting. He was in. Um, he was the Tunnel King in um, the Great Escape. Okay. He was one on the old trolley, like you know. Yeah. And also, he was in Von Ryan's Express with Frank Sinatra. Do you remember that film with the train? No. You don't remember Von Ryan's Express? No. With Frank Sinatra with his jacket on and they hijack the train. No. Bloody hell. I saw that in the pictures. Did I watch it? I might not have you, seen it then. You must have seen it. Everyone's seen it. Yeah, but you know, I've got a memory Full like Express. Yeah, so, no, that one passed me by. Don't like it. Now, there's a couple of duffos coming up now. Is that word a duffo? But these ones are bigger duffos. <laughs> right. Uh, a second week at number 25, it will peak next week at 24, is Johnny Symbol with Mr. Bassman. Only UK hit. Mm, so I'm not surprised. Mr. Beast, man. Yeah. I've put I'm one of the most irritating old. songs. And yeah, I, I when I first heard it, I thought the singer, not the do-do-do-do-do-do bloke, but I thought the singer was a woman. Oh. I thought the voice sounded like a woman. I was shocked when you told me. It's <laughs> a man's not blowing me. I must be, my hearing must be going. Uh, and I put down, I don't care if I ever hear it again. No, I, really, don't, I don't like it. Is it. it, pl- the, the, it they don't. 
don't flow. You can see it get a lot together. of airplay back in them days. They did like well, yeah, because it was unusual. Yeah, it was like unusual. Speedy Gonzales, one yeah. Pat Boone, that was another one. It was yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But I, I don't get it. I don't know. And the poor Mr. Baseman, oh my God, it just <laughs> showed me nuts. No, not for me, thank you. Up six places to number 24 are the Tornadoes with Robots. Mm. It will reach number 17. Yeah, I'm surprised it got that far. Wow, it's a poor imitation of Telstar, isn't it? Do you know what I wrote down? Telstar's great, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. But they were never going to go anywhere unless they changed what they did, and they didn't, if you know what I mean. It was always the same type of thing. Um, I put absolute pants. Yeah, they did have another song that got number five called Globetrotter. But was that very similar to them? <laughs> They're all similar. They, they, they just they peaked with Telstar, and they should have either found something new, moved away from that, or got a sing. I just I, I don't understand it. Well, Shadows managed to do it without a singer, and I, I, but their stuff. Did change at a different beat. Some yeah, but when they stuff. when they didn't change, they went, didn't they? Mm. But with this lot, I mean, I'm retired now. But when I was working, I had a friend called Howard. You're retired now, yeah, are you? I had a friend called <laughs> Howard, and when we used to stay out overtime, there weren't many people about, so he's put the old radios used to come out. And Howard had a Best of the Tornadoes CD, twenty golden cries, <laughs> and of course the first one was Telstar. And then you had 19 that were like Telstar, but not as good as Telstar. God, he drove us mental. With that. It went on forever. Oh. It's the same. It was like Did he so- like it then, or was he doing yeah, it just to know. wind he you up? He just seemed to be oblivious to it. I mean, what is his CD? He bought it. Oh, Joe Meek, wasn't it? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you get that, though, didn't you, where someone has a bit of the John Layton thing, they have a big hit. Then they had follow up that sort of like it, but not very good, not as good. And then they sort of had the less mm. hit, then yeah. they gone. And that's what happened to them, really. But they were this Telstar was the first number one by a UK group in the States, so they'll always have that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you like that sort of thing, you like that sort of thing, but I don't like that sort of thing. New in this week at number 23, the four seasons with Walk Like a Man. It will peak at number 12. He got to number one on the Billboard 100. How about singing like a man? Yeah, they don't, do they? I don't, no, I, I put, never really like this type of song. His voice makes my teeth hurt. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I find it great somewhere. Yeah, I just can't wait I mean, for it to be over. Lots of people like them and are, are, you know, great for them. But for me, it's like somebody tapping on my head with a hammer continually. You just want it to stop. <laughs> just stop. Yeah, I mean, the, the uh, Jersey Boys up in London, and it? People yeah, can't see really them. They popular. love it. But yeah. uh, he was in the Sopranos. Mm. Their biggest UK hit in, 19, in the 1960s was Rag Doll. Yes, he didn't like that either. That was even higher. Sherry's the highest one, isn't it? I don't don't know which one it was, but all of them, as soon as they come on, my teeth hurt. It's just like sucking tinfoil. And then they they reappeared in the 70s with um, December 63, Oh What a Night, which is a big number one for a minute. Which isn't as high pitched. No, no, it's a different style. Yeah, Yeah, that. Okay, I can cope with that. Yeah. Right, new in at number 22. I've got to stop saying right before yeah, I go on the other. Right. New in at number 22 are the Springfields with Say I Won't Be There. I've never heard of this one. They got two in the chart. They're more yeah. famous one we'll talk about later. 
This well, would reach number five. It's got really weak guitar playing in it. Well, I've put very early Dusty um, and very country. It's got like a... See, a I won't be there. Yeah, it's very country-fied. Almost um, Dolly Parton-type singing. And I'm I'm really glad that she thought, no, this country thing is not for me, and went moved on to other but stuff. But she did do it country. She'd done that famous Nashville um, LP, didn't she, later on. But she had more of a soul voice. She it? had a great voice. You could argue voice. she's the greatest ever female singer yeah. in the UK's had. Well, definitely best UK singer of the 1960s. Right? Yeah, she, was, she was just a one-off. Them eyelashes, the hair. She's just great. But... Um, yeah, I'm glad she moved on to better stuff. It's not the greatest song, but I can I can listen to it. It's not, you know, I don't dislike it. Now, up three places, number 21, I think is one of the greatest female voice songs ever. And it only reached number 18. Got number two in the States. And it's uh, Skeeter Davis. Yeah. I love, love it. Song. It's a lovely song. Smooth ballad. It's very chilled, but it's very sad. Her voice, actually. You can feel the pain, you can't can, you? You can. <laughs> but I always think, when I hear this, and I think it's, I think at some point in your life, everybody's kind of felt like this. You know. What, why is life carrying on around me and the sea's coming in and out and the tide changes and yet I've got the biggest tragedy going on in my life, no matter what it might have been. I think everybody would have felt like that at some time in their life. And it just hits a, a great note. She's got a really good voice. Oh, well, she, she had a lot of success in the States, but this was her only UK hit. Why is they that? they only reached number 18. Why is that? I don't know. Is great. she uh, still with us? Ski- oh, I don't know. Ski- oh, still with us, you need to look that yeah, up. I need to find up. out. Down three places, number 20, is Frank Ifield with his Wayward Wind. It'll be number one for three weeks. Yeah, he's still around. He's 84. Oh, wow. I, I really like this song. Uh, I, I think you can't help but like it. And I like the way the music does the wind. Like, it's, yeah, like a blowing wind. Yeah, yeah. It's very good, I think, the way they've done that. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like it. It's old, and it's but there's... It just captures the mind. I love it. I just think it's really good. Even though he was um, Australian, he was actually born in Coventry in England, but he moved there when he was very young. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was his. This was just the end of his really top period. He had, he had um, four UK number ones in '62 and '63. I remember you, which was a massive hit. Bit of yodeling in there. Like, yeah, lovesick blues, the way of wind, and confessing that I love you. Uh, he got to number eight in early 64 with Don't Blame Me. Don't blame me. <laughs> and and <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, he was gone. But he had his big hits. Yeah. Set yeah. up for life, no doubt. And he probably toured up into the 90s and 2000s. He might have wrote things as well. He might have written lyrics. Some people carried on doing that. Bit of a poet on the quiet. You never know, do you? Yeah. Listen. Now, the next song I think is Tragic. 
and it's down five places to number 19 is Elvis Presley with one broken heart for sale. It peaked at number 12, and I think this is the worst Elvis song I've ever heard in my life. Well, I don't think I'd ever heard it before, but all I've written underneath um, his title is Move On, It's Awful. I mean... Who bought it? Is it just someone who well, likes Elvis he, and they'll listen to it? I mean, it? it came from a... I mean, a lot of his... I mean, Elvis made some absolutely fantastic songs. Most of them in the 50s and maybe 60, 61. And then, yeah, some good ones later on. Wonder Are You, Suspicious Minds, yeah. that sort of stuff. Uh, but, but who convinced him this was the first He should have had the best songwriters and been singing all the greatest yeah. songs. And the album from the World's Fair was uh, the film it was from. And I suppose if he's singing it to his sweetheart in the film with his coloured shirt, People might have it might have looked all right. But yeah. to hear him... Seeing this is rather sad, really. Yeah. Yeah, thank God he did some other stuff that kind of made a mark in the world. I mean, he was still doing well. I mean, this is either side of two number ones. His, his record before this was Return to Sender, and the one after was You're the Devil in Disguise, which, okay. But, you know. Well, I could listen to them, not a problem. Yeah. I'm not a big Elvis fan, but I can listen to them, but this one, no. But even Return Ascender in the film where he's sort of twisting as he's singing it. You're like, why are you twisting? You, you know, you're rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great song at number 18. Down five places is Bobby V with The Night as a Thousand Eyes. Oh, this is a good song, isn't it? Yeah, um, here we go. Ting Ting symbol in the background again. <laughs> I've got to say it. They say that Trips are on nicely. It's really, it's quite jolly. <laughs> Yeah,我们说，他还是唱，对不对？但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，但是，
one of the greats. He's always up there for me. Nice bloke. Uh, down one place to number 16 is Billy Davis with Tell Him. They have made it to number 10. What do you get this one? Well, I've written down in my, in my notes that um, I really like this. It's rough and ready, which it is. It's like someone's just got up and started singing. Uh, the backing singers sound like a train because they're woo woo. Um, I think uh, it's sort of ahead of its time. It could I be can, in 67, yeah. 68. I can't help liking it. But she, it's like she's just got up and sung it and, and they've recorded it as it is without taking out the ironing out the rough edges and kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I like you mean. Got yeah. someone standing up in a pub and singing and sounding different and okay. I just really like it. She's still around 76. She's quite a youngster. Yeah. <laughs> Her real name was Carol Hedges. Oh. That's quite, like, a, quite a plain name, isn't it? Well, so is Billy Davis, really, isn't it? Well, yeah. It's her only top 30 hit. She did have another hit in 68, which reached 33, I Want You To Be My Baby, which I know I've got that on the other iPod. But, um, yeah, I mean, she was good. I tell you, she does a really... I don't have my iPod. I say my iPod. I don't really use my iPod now. It's no. on Spotify now. But she did, if you've got to look her up, um, she did a very good version of Jeffro Toll's Living In The Past. Really? Yeah, yeah. You That's think... an unusual song for... I know, but she does it really well. I, I like right, it a lot. You'll have to show, show me. You'll have to play it for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very Thank good. You. Now, the Springfields are back at number 10. I'm oh, sorry, they're down 10 places to number 15. So this is their big hit. This is Island of Dreams. Yeah, lovely. This is their biggest hit. Yeah. Um, it's one of three top 30 singles, Bambino... And your favourite Springfield song, which is Silver Threads and Golden, Golden Needles. Needles. I used to dance to that at line dancing years ago. But yeah, she's got a great voice. Um, I'm just, I just think she's been a joy from the get go. And every when she comes on the radio, or you, a song comes up on your Spotify or iPod or whatever. Yeah, you know all the songs, more or less. When she goes off on her own, I mean, she had her own TV show, didn't she, at one point as well. So she really done good. That yeah, girl. I think all the girls. And then that. she did the music for, or she did a song for Scandal, didn't she? She did a yeah, a with speaking, the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, and that kind of brought her back to the football front. But she died, I think, quite recently after yeah, that. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She. Um, now the Tornadoes were the first British group to have a number one. In the States, but these were the first British group to have a single to reach the top 20, and it reached number 20 in the US. Good. Number one in Australia. Good. And the Springfields, the Springfields don't feel sorry for old Tom, the brother, because he done all right for himself. Mm-hmm. He wrote a lot of songs, including uh, Big Hits for the Seekers, uh, Carnival is Over, which is a big number oh, one, yeah. I'll Never Find Another You, and Georgie Girl. So he done all right for himself. Mm, and that's just free, so he wrote a lot more songs than oh, that. Oh, yeah. He probably wrote the Ringfield songs. End yeah. of 63, Dusty left. And the rest is history. Yeah. That's when she sprung into life. Yeah, well, I just think she's absolutely great. She Can't, is. Can never get enough Dusty. Up four places to number 14 is Let's Turkey Trot by Little Eva. What do you think of this one? Don't. Think much of it. Oh, no, you like it. I like no, it. No, it's a bit annoying. It will peak next week, one place up at 13. No. 
Exactly. No, no. I, I'm, I'm familiar with it, and I've. But no, it's just not for me. I'm afraid. Uh, one of three uh, solo top thirty UK. It's the locomotion reserve biggie number two, and keep your hands off my baby number thirty. And also in nineteen sixty three, she had the big hit with Big D Irwin. You remember that? You do know it. Swinging on the star. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You got me swinging on the star. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was on everything. All the TV programs, yeah, the radio, was, every yeah. five minutes. But my favourite song of hers because we used to have the single, the locomotion. And get this one on Spotify, it's a song, uh, the B-side to the locomotion, and it's called He Is The Boy. The it, Boy, I love that That's one. the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like it, Lever. Same with her career, was so short, really. Mm. Up six places to number 13, Tommy Rowe and the Folk Singer. Now, this one passed me by, I must admit. Until we well, I'm afraid, I'm reached did... number four. Yeah, surprising. Um, it's an okay song, I didn't. I'd not heard it before, and I've listened to it a couple of times. And it's the kind of a story, it's a song that's a story about a bloke that's a folk singer. And um, he, has he dumps girl. his girlfriend, He dumps he? his bloody girl. Yeah, I think he got what he deserved. <laughs> he became a big star, dumped his girlfriend. And then he's sort of obviously around, you know, doing all that he could do because he was famous. Because she was that. plain compared to the girls he was exactly. moving around now. And yeah. then what happened? He lost his voice and he couldn't sing anymore. So what did he do? He went back to plain Jane. And he thought, oh, she's not as plain as I thought, thought she, she was. was yeah. she's so, and, and then all of a sudden he can sing again, but he was only singing for her. Oh, and I yeah. thought, well, you got what you deserved. And I, I thought, what a rotten bloke. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a song, love. It's only I know a song. it's only a song, but I just thought... Oh, that's a bit harsh. But, yeah. He had uh, three early um, UK top ten. It's a yeah, Sheila, it was a big song, that was in 1962. Everybody, which I don't know, and the folk scene, 63. And then he went. And then he resurfaced in 1968 with a smash number one with Dizzy. Margaret, my head is spinning. Yeah, Reeves had it, didn't he, in the 80s or yeah. early 90s. Yeah, but that one, that folk singer, just sort of passed me by. I didn't mind it. But I just, it's... It's almost like a, a reverse of Adam Faith's message to Martha, where she goes off. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was He was like the plain girlfriend, but he was the bloke, and the woman had gone off yeah. to become a star. Yeah. It always seems worse than it's a man, I think. It's just bad personal. The second week at number 12 for Hey Paula by Paul and Paula. Oh, here. this is lovely. It had peaked at number eight. Oh, and this song's just got something about it. I'm, well, I'm, it's oh. funny because we watched that thing, didn't we? We, we watched yeah. um, something on Dave's favourite channel, the old YouTube. And um, they they did the song, but and apparently they you told me that they did it they used to come together every now and again and do it and this one they're quite elderly at the time and they do it live and it is absolutely perfect I did notice he had a finger missing though so he must have had something must have happened to him to lose his finger he wrote the song he was Ray Hildebrand and Paula was Jill Jackson and she was the niece of the boarding house people where he lived no but they, but they were, were they, never a couple. Well, that, I don't know if they actually went out, but they weren't a couple, couple married, you know, anything no. like that. Because okay. my sister always should love this song, and then she sort of got me into it, you know. Yeah. They had a follow-up called Young Lovers, or Young Loves, which reached number nine, but this was their biggie. So did you ever find out how he lost his finger? 
No, the only answer you pointed out, put it out, put it out with your finger. <laughs> yeah, just thought that was. Yeah, they just used to, they, they went their, their own ways and then they just sort of, they used to have these uh, 60s revival programs, you know, where all the oldies, and they just used to get together for them. Yeah, and it, they can. They were still singing. It still sounded exactly the same. It was really interesting. I'm fascinated by that. Right down four places right. to number eleven. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's please, please me by the Beatles. Of course. I think this is one of their greatest songs. I don't. It's one of their. Well, it's it's, it's up there, but it's not. I, I just think it's it's happy. It's just it, as you, they'd like to say, it's a fab song. <laughs> But when you compare this song to, say, The Folk Singer and Julie Grant, well, yeah, it's it like is. it's five years further on, yeah, isn't it? I mean, absolutely. it stands out like a sore thumb, this song. It does. This, it's a very short chart. song, though. I always think of it as very short. It's over quite quickly. Yeah, a lot of them were. Yeah. Were. Well, the Elvis one, on Spotify, if it goes on one minute 36 seconds or something ridiculous like mm. that, it's over before it begins. Mm. No, but, but I, I liked it. It's a jolly, you know... And everybody sings along with it when it comes on, when you're at the old wedding. It's got a great ending <laughs> with the drum. Da, da, yeah. da, da. Um, now, this, this is the one that um, it, it had three weeks at number two. It was kept off by Frank Ifield's Wayward Wind and then Cliff's Summer Holiday. It's number one on some charts. That's why you go to a quiz night and they say, what's the first beat was number one? It, sometimes it's this and sometimes it's from me to you. So yeah. you, you, you can't really win on that. No. But I think this is... And because it's a number two, not it weren't on the number one album, I don't think. And it's it kept oh, off. I don't think it was on their oldies but goldies one they released in the mid sixties either. But no I don't know, but I just think it's so much better than I think it's in about their top twenty five songs of all time. And definitely one of their top five singles. For for me, personal. Yeah. Other people might have different ideas. They yeah. might think it's not very good at all. Well, I I like it. Yeah, I like it as well. And the grandkids, when they hear it, they sing along, don't they? They're, even they're familiar with it. Into the top ten, and at number ten is Joe Brown with That's What Love Will Do, which See, I love two weeks Joe at number Brown. three. I love Joe Brown. We've seen him live many, many times now. He is the most and, underrated. And oh, absolutely. He's a great musician. He's But all the songs that made it are rubbish. To, as far as I'm concerned, all the ones that were in the yeah, charts, like you, you know, uh, I'm Henry the Eighth. I am. I mean, that is just demeaning for a man of his talents. He's. I yeah, love it's a shame he got caught up in all these sort of like novelty. Yes, songs, absolutely. And why, who so kept much... telling him that was a ro- that was a good idea? Well, a picture of you was okay. That was, yeah, that was his biggest. But hit. when you go and see him and you see him live and see the songs, but he still does them, doesn't he? He still does it. He, he does, does yeah. so much more. He still about forty songs. Oh, it's. I'm not he, quite sure he is he's still very, touring. He tells a lot of stories as well, doesn't he? And he's quite funny, quite witty. Uh, you know, so he sort of fills the stage he, and. The band that he has behind him are absolutely fantastic. So he's eighty now. Is he? I don't yeah. think we'll be seeing him again, do you? No, know? I don't think so. I know when we saw him the last time, he was sitting down a lot, wasn't he? Right he was, right? yeah. But in his, I mean, he's never going to go bald, that boy. No, that's true. <laughs> and what's his favourite one of yours? What's your favourite one of his? I was just saying. I'll see you in my dreams. Yeah, he always finishes with that, didn't he? Yeah. Just him in the ukulele. Yeah. That was the most moving thing that I ever saw him do was when at the end of the concert for George, uh, yeah. he comes out with his ukulele yeah. and all the petals drop from, oh, it's just really, it gives me goosebumps even now. It's just 
makes me really emotional. I've, I've already put that down as a request for my uh, funeral song when the time comes. I really like it. Right, into the top ten now. Right. <laughs> Up seven places to number nine is Buddy Holly and Brown-Eyed Handsome Man. It will make it up to number three. So I've put down on here on my things, my little notes, I've put great opening guitar. I love that yeah. opening guitar. It was written by Chuck Berry, you know. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's well, unusual because he normally wrote his own no, stuff. No, you said that, yeah. So, so I've put it. great opening guitar, a real toe-tapper. I like it. Rock and roll classic. And it is a rock and roll classic, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and the sad thing is, I've been going through, oh, he's still around 76, he's still around 82. Poor old Buddy Ollie, 22 and gone. I know. I mean... What could he have done? What, what could he out? have achieved? And we could have had a whole... Music could have taken a whole different He could direction. have been the biggest ever. Yeah, he could have done. Because he, he wrote his own stuff, produced yeah. his own stuff. Yeah. He would have... He would have been bigger than Elvis. He, he could have been, I mean... Because Elvis says so, if, you know, he had a terrible time in the 60s releasing sort of duffos. Yeah. He would have come to his peak and who knows what. Yeah, and he would have written songs for other people. He would have... Yeah, he would have been a giant. Oh, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. He would. Sad, isn't it? Really shocking. Never mind that, though. What about this? Oh. Just for you, Charmaine. Down two places at number eight on the Bachelors with Charmaine. Sixth last week was his peak position. I like it. I like it. I like it. I can just imagine some two blokes coming back from the pub at night drunk and sort of singing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All their songs are a bit like that. Yeah, I mean, they, they were... And we saw that some interviews quite a few times and they were very Irish, weren't they? They're real... Irish yeah. accent's really strong. They had eight top ten hits in the UK between 1962 and 1965. They've done good. Number one, Diane. Yeah, of course. Bob, Bob, Bob. Now, uh, Con, lead singer, only died about six weeks ago. Really? 86. And, and it, it was. wasn't even reported. 8th of April. I didn't see, Well, we don't watch the news much, do we? But 8th of April 2022, he died aged 86. Oh. You can always tell his voice a mile away. Oh, God, he had a really distinctive voice. It's Con, Deck and John, wasn't it? Con and Deck were brothers and John wasn't. Yeah. And there was a a nasty split when they split up. Uh, Apparently, Deck had to replace John's recordings. Why? Well, they reckon his voice wasn't up to much. Okay. And it went to court. Uh, where John's voice had <laughs> the headline was Eric Morgan said it was the best headline he's ever seen. John's voice was like a drowning rat. He got really nasty. The, the mm. split was quite sad, really. It all yeah. ends together, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it didn't end well. Oh, that's not good. But I didn't mind the Bachelors. I mean, they made no, some good old songs. They all sort of sing-alongs, don't they? I always think of the Bachelors as on the radio while Sunday dinner was cooking. They were always. <laughs> Seems to be one of theirs on the radio, and you could smell the old roast potatoes roasting, and just really hungry. I, I just it just links it for me. Yeah, I think so. Uh, up to to number seven, their only UK hit is the Cascades with "Rhythm of the Rain." Oh, I love this song. I really love it. It just flows. And you can't help joining in when they start singing. It's 
been an American vocal group. They had a few minor hits in the US, but this really was their only hit. Did she write a song this oh, good and then I don't know. nothing else? Maybe everybody's got one good song in them. Yeah, they, <laughs> some they, people get to they do say it everyone's got done. a novel in them, don't they? Well, apparently. But see, no. I think it's a really nice, really nice song. Uh, it is, I mean, uh, but that's, that's the way it is. I mean, get someone like the uh, Shadows and that have hit after hit after hit and Brenda Lee with uh, 47 chart hits in the 60s. Up five places to number six is Ronnie Carroll with Say Wonderful Things to Me, UK's entry into the Eurovision Song Contest in nineteen. Well, would you like to know what I've written down to this Go one? Go on, then. Oh, I have written down. Which journey came in the Eurovision Song Contest? Ninth. Fourth. Oh, oh, God. Right, I thought, he sounds like a shaky old man, don't like it much, and the backing singers are very weak. Yeah, he hasn't got a very strong voice, Ronnie no, Carroll. No, it's very quivery and, uh, you know, sometimes quiver, a bit of quiver gets a bit of emotion in it, but he just sounds like he's too old to be singing. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes he sense. He was married to Millicent Martin. You know her, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That was the week that was. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm no, it's... Not. The strange thing was he represented the, the UK in the 1963 Eurovision Song Contest... And it also represented us in 1962 as well, with Roses Are Red. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> which always reminds me of my dad, because I think in about 1964, we went to a holiday in Isle of Wight, and there was a, a a funny hat competition. Okay. He had to make a hat, and the hat had to represent a song. And he made like a top hat with a washing line on it with two pairs of knickers. One was red and one was blue. And the song was Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue. Did he win? No, they got it straight away. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All that effort. <laughs> I know. But it was funny at the time. Yeah, I well, it's still it funny now. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, that was his biggest hit, Roses Are Red. Got number three in the chart. Now, I love this next song. Down two places to number five is Billy Fury with Like I've Never Been Gone. It peak position was last week's number three. What do you think of that one? Not a lot. Don't you? No, I know you really like it. So I've put, not a favourite. So he's off with another woman and she got to wait for him to come back. That's just the opposite to what the folk singer was doing, isn't it? It's his voice. It's, it's great it's voice. Like you just, you, you sit there, I don't go I can play out. this song and then play it again straight after. You sit there, don't go out, don't do anything, don't have any fun and when I come back you'll be waiting for me. So long. Exactly. It's a bit of a. I, I'm no. I, I know you really like him and you like most of his songs, but I'm not. I'm not a not a lover of them. Oh, I think he's great. <laughs> yeah, but you're allowed to like something different to me. We don't have to. Yeah, I don't agree. know. You can't like this song. It's such a great vocal. Ron Witchley, his name was. He's from Liverpool. I always felt Billy Fury could have been. More if he hadn't have broke as Billy Fury, if he was just a year younger or whatever, and he could and he knew John Lennon Paul Carter, he could have been one of the Beatles, I think, because he wrote songs. He that he, 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 he probably played guitar, and he could have. He was that good. I think he could have been. You think he more more might have brought something else to the party? Well, but I, think, I don't think he would have. I don't. I don't think he. Well, they did pretty well. I don't think as much he would have improved them. They could have given him a like lease of life, you know. Mm. 
Well, and who knows, if they were writing songs, he was writing songs. Yeah. He could have pushed, like they pushed each other, they could have pushed him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, the 11 top 10 hits, no number ones. I think it's a very sort of of its time, really. But he has got an historic LP, because when the Beatles uh, brought out Hard Day's Night and there was no covers, it was all Lennon McCartney, people used to say, oh, it's the first uh, charts... LP, all written by the Br- yeah, British. The, yeah. But it wasn't. He had one called The Sound of Fury from about 1961, and then he wrote all the songs. But some of them he wrote as uh, Wilbur Wilberforce for some reason. I'm quite sure maybe it's something to do with uh, uh, copyright or whatever. But he wrote all the songs on it, and it's a really good LP. That's mm. on Spotify. Check it out. Sound of Fury. Joe Brown plays guitar on it. So, Does he? Yeah, I just think um, he, he died young. He was only 42 when he died in 1983. So he was only 42 in 1983. He was just 20 years later. So he's probably had the same age as the Beatles, really. Yeah. So, it, I mean... I How know. different things would have been. Yeah, he could have, he could have, you know... That's quite an interesting thought, isn't it? He might have been like Pete Best. He want to get the old Beatles haircut, you know. But he was good, Billy Fury. I think he was really good, underrated. Well, yeah. Right, last week's number four. We've already heard it because it introed the uh, episode. Foot Tapper by the Shadows. Their last number one hit. It was their fifth and last number one hit. They had 69, not top 30, but just getting the chart. 69 UK chart singles. 35 of the Shadows and 34 as Cliff Richard and the Shadows. That's a lot of that is sounds, isn't it? I mean, I like this song. It is toe tapping. You can't help but think. But I've also written down ting ting cymbal. <laughs> it's just ting ting cymbal. It's in the background. But um, it, it, you can't help but I'm like, I don't like all the songs that they've done. But I just, I do find myself tapping my foot to this one. So they, they named it correctly <laughs> in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I think the best one ever was Wonderful Land. I think that's a great tune. Mm, I do like Apache. But um, I'm not quite sure I could hear an LP by them, you know, one after the other. Well, I don't know. You did it. If you managed to do it with the Telstar lot, you know, sure. oh, well, I had no choice. I was locked in. But um, the, the one thing of their LPs, though, their LPs always had great covers. Yeah, they did. They yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. The Shadows on the Wall with the Guitars. So, yeah. yeah. They did. Yeah. Is Hank still... Yeah, he's still around. Good for him. And Bruce. I think Bruce Welch uh, wrote a lot of their songs. Up right. oh, one place number three, Ned Miller, From a Jack to a King. Shoe up, shoe up, shoe up. It would spend, oh, it would spend the next three weeks at number two. He wrote the song. He's only UK top 30 hit. It's okay, I thought it's okay and it's, it's an easy listen and you can, and I find myself singing along with it, but I don't. You can't help but sing along to no, it. You can't. Probably because it's so easy to sing along to. Yeah, quite possibly, that's it. And it's at my level, I can't do high notes. <laughs> no. At all. But yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's all right. Big leap this week for Jerry and the Pacemakers. I the beat groups are arriving. Number two from last week's number 10. Jerry and the Pacemakers. How do you do it? Yeah, I'd say I love old 
as my son used to say, oh, is that Gary and the Packmakers? Gary and the Packmakers, yeah. <laughs> Jerry and the Pacemakers. Um, but, yeah, I really like it. love it. I love his voice. And I have a memory of uh, playing this on a record player in my next-door neighbour's house. So this, I don't know what year it was, but we were very young and uh, he was called Richard Norton and he lived next door to me. He's passed away now. But um, we used to play it and sing it and, and stop it and do the words and then stop it until we got the whole of the song. And we used to sit and sing it. And I just kind of remember that as like a happy time. Because the Beatles turned this song down. Did they? This was supposed to be... Why the, would they do that? Well, because they wanted to record their own songs. But after they had Love Me Do, um, George Mine yeah. said... Yeah, got your you, you might have been a blank. Yeah, 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 he did. I was say right next time. He said, oh, here's your next single. It's called How Do You Do It? And they said, no, no, we've got our own stuff. Oh. So he goes, well, they've actually done... I've heard their version of it, but it's only like um, a run-through. Yeah. It's all right. It sounds very similar. I mean... It would have been a hit, no doubt. Yeah. But they turned it down and they please, please be instead. They hold the record during the Pacemakers up until uh, Freddie Goes to Hollywood. Uh, their first three songs all went to number one. Wow, yeah. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. I just think he's got such which a fantastic Which was this, voice. I think, I like it and you'll never walk alone. Yeah, which is still, a cl- that's a classic, isn't it? It's played everywhere. Jerry, oh, Jerry, they called before they were called Jerry and the Pacemakers. Gary and the Packmakers. No, Jerry Marsden and the Mars Bars. <laughs> and I'm you glad know, they changed it. And do you know why they changed it? Because Mars said, you're not having that. That's it. We're Mars Bar. You can't be Mars Bars. Oh, they intervened. Yeah. Copyright and all that. That's I wonder where they got the Pacemakers from then. I don't know. It's good though, isn't it? Jerry and the Pacemakers. Yeah, it goes, it goes well. I suppose that was before Heart Pacemakers. Well, that's what so I was thinking. Is I wonder it if you just do it now because it's like, like a rhythm. old boys. Like, like rhythm, you know. isn't it? Pace. Yeah. And it just goes to show that it's talented. Some people are like, we had Tom Springfield with his hits that broke the Seekers. This was written by Mitch Murray, who also wrote I Like It by Freddie and the Dreamers, uh, by the, Jerry and the Pacemakers. He wrote I'm Telling You Now and You Were Made for Me. Blimey. By uh, Freddie the Dreamers. He wrote, Even the Bad Times Are Good by the Tremolos. Wow. Uh, Cliff Richard. What a man. Goodbye, Sam. Hello, Samantha. The Ballad of Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde by Georgie Jeez. Fame. Uh, Ragamuffin Man. Don't know that one. Do I know that one? Yeah, Manfred Man. It's the Ragamuffin Man. Hitching a Ride. Oh. Uh, and Avenues and Alleyways. In the avenues and alleyways. Yeah. And I did what I did for Maria. Oh. So he must have made he a fortune. I'll bet he had a big house and a Rolls Royce. Yeah, I bet he had there was lots of other ones that he'd done as well that never made it, but Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what another one, one is? Go on then. Already mentioned it. Hit me with it. We're all going on a now, see, I didn't, don't remember this at the time. It was only from the film with the bus and, you know, I'd never Seven seen, days to go, yeah, six days to go. go. Yeah, <laughs> and being on the London bus and that was when Cliff was clean cut and Una Stoppis is in that as well, wasn't she? Yeah, and uh, the other bloke, uh, the bombardier, uh, Mervyn Hayes. Yeah. And Richard O'Sullivan. 
I'm sure he was in it as was well. He? Yeah, sure. I don't remember him being yeah, in I'm it. Sure but, it was. But, it's a, but it's the colours in that film. I think because we had so much black and white at that stage, it kind of hit yeah, me because it was seen uh, Greece and the sun was shining. Yeah. It? it was the, the red bus never looked redder. The, yeah, it was exactly. The old RT. Yeah. All right, Mister Bus Mechanic. <laughs> previously. Yeah. But uh, it's a good song, isn't it? It's just a happy song. You should have volunteered to go w- and repair the bus should it break down in the heat. Yeah, <laughs> it makes you want to go on holiday. It, it does. Well, he did go. There's a the, it's, I don't think it's there anymore, but the, where they used to do the bodywork of the buses was Aldenham. Yeah. And I think that's where they filmed the bus sections. Okay. And years later, when I worked for them, they, you get a bloke from Aldenham coming on, they still talked about when Cliff Richard came there. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think he had to go to Chiswick to learn how to drive the thing as well, because in some scenes oh, he is yeah. driving. Big old steering wheel. Oh, yeah. No power steering either. No. Yeah, this will be its third week at number one. It actually lost the number one spot. It was number one, number one, then lost it to Foot Tapper, and now it's back again. It's a happy song, and I love it. It does make you think you want to go on holiday, doesn't it? It is a, it's jolly. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, we mentioned about Bruce Wells. He wrote this with Brian Bennett, who's the Shadow Drummer. Did they write it for the film, or was it? Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. I would have said, yeah, I probably did. Because it, was it of, written? Be- it's too much of a coincidence, isn't it? Well, it does seem a bit of a coincidence. I bet, yeah, I bet they got the name of the film. So, question. How old is Cliff Richard now? He's 81. He doesn't look any different, does he? Well, I think he does. Well, a little bit, but... Yeah, that was Peter Pan a pop. Do you know how many uh, singles he sold in the UK? A lot. (laughs) 21 and a half million. But he never wrote many, or any... So, I mean, he ain't getting the, uh, the no, copyright. No, but he was very he's, popular, wasn't he? He still gets the uh, official load of money. He's had 67 UK top 10 singles. That's incredible, isn't it? It is. That is amazing. Well, especially as he went a bit weird, didn't he? At the, you know, he was sort of, he was the young, good-looking fella summer holiday time, and then he went a bit sort of disco, and I don't think he ever should have done the disco, but a lot of people love it. And then oh, he that went, wide then, for sound. Yeah, when he's on awful, the on the roller skates. skates yeah. With the headphones on. Yeah. Oh. And then he went a little bit religious, didn't he? He did um, the Our Father prayer, didn't he, was it? The Millennium Prayer. The which Millennium Prayer. he got slated for, didn't yeah. he? But that is another number one for him. What was so. his Christmas number one? Mistletoe and Wine, Saviour's Day was another one, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the one? Uh, I used to like Devil Woman. She's just the a devil, devil woman. And it's so funny how we don't talk anymore. Yeah. We don't talk. So, anymore. Even though so he's never gone away. He's always been around. He's oh. always been there. Our clips. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> <coughs> Swallowed a fly. So I think he's just quite a good chart, really. What do you think? Was it a good chart for you? It was a good chart. Although I There's a few duds in there, isn't oh, there? Yeah. Like Elvis and uh, the Tornadoes. But Lots of stories within. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think oh, I swallowed right, yeah? yeah, I swallowed the fly. <laughs> I've got the window open because it's the hottest day of the year so far. Yeah. It isn't raining. Yay. <laughs> right, I think we're cooked. Uh, yeah, I'm done. Turn me over. <laughs> right, well, thanks for listening. If, if you want to make any comments about this or any other Back in the Day episode, go to the Back in the Day Facebook page and make them there. And we'll see you next time, everybody. Take care. See you later. Bye.